Episode 47. We doubled in 2023. Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast. Sharing the adventure of leading and growing a bootstrapped SaaS company. Hear the experiences, challenges, wins, and losses shared in each episode from Aaron Waikie of Leadferno. Let's go. Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast. I'm Aaron Waikie. And another solo episode for you. This is likely the last to close out 2023. And I thought I'd start with how things ended up for us on the sales side and revenue side for the year. In so many ways, I'm sure you're the same. I can't believe the year is already over. I remember planning this year and goals for this year and everything else. And to just be days away from it coming to a close is, is pretty wild. Personally, I'm really proud. I just finished up Christmas shopping for my wife today, and I literally had no ideas for her until the last couple of days, and then everything fell into place. So I feel good about that. Some years, I'm definitely scrambling on that. But back to taking a look at Leadferno in 2023, the, the high-level item is we grew 102% um, in MRR for the year. And while I'm happy with that, I'm definitely not over the moon ecstatic with it. I definitely had uh, higher hopes um, for where we'd be. Probably another 30 or 40% in growth would be great, but I'm still very grateful. I feel like I've mentioned this before in either recent or even previous episodes. It's so deep day to day and what you're dealing with and what's the problem and what's the win and what's the challenge and what's the loss, all those things that you rarely get a chance as a founder, as a co-founder to like zoom out and look at things at a bigger scale and possibly realize some of the things that you've accomplished. So I am definitely grateful that that's the number is the fact that we doubled is fantastic. Uh, it's definitely better than not dumbling or only growing 20 or 30%. But also percentages when your numbers are only in tens of thousands of dollars just don't matter as much. Or obviously, those numbers can be a lot bigger. If we're sitting here talking next year, you know, I expect to have that same growth or better. But the dollar volume that that is now that things have gotten bigger is definitely something to really take notice at. So while I'm satisfied, I'm definitely not complacent with it at any way. Our churn for the year ended up at 4%. It just ticked over 4%. Um, and that's really the last like three to four months where it's been closer to 5% instead of the 3% area where it was sitting in. So that definitely a little bit of a bummer um, to see that number change from beginning with a three to now beginning with a, a four. And obviously, a, a goal for this year will just be to lower that back down in 2024 and get back under 4% again. We're SaaS in small business. And you know when you have customers that the market can be volatile for them, they might be startups. There's just so many things where you know, getting incredibly low in this market just might not be possible. But being below 5% is definitely a good thing. I think being at 3% is a great thing. And that's definitely where I have uh, my mindset on that. Just 
continue to make the product better, as intuitive as possible, being as helpful as possible in the information we provide, the support we provide, and things like that. I think the next thing I wanted to touch on was giving an update to our cold email campaign. We have completed two months of it now. We still have roughly about five, six weeks. They kind of give you a, a couple of buffer weeks because of both Thanksgiving and Christmas weeks when just everyone's out of office. It's a good time to just kind of uh, pause those for the most part, um, at least for reaching out to, to new leads. So within those two months, um, the campaign has produced 22 leads for us. And leads for what we're doing is setting a call, getting a demo, being able to talk with them. Sometimes it might be a quick phone call that they reply with, like, great, let's jump on a call. They're not maybe ready to invest to schedule a demo, but they want to ask two, three, four questions in a five to 10 minute phone call. We've had a few of those, and then they've then progressed uh, to being a, a demo or maybe a meeting with a couple more people at the company. Sometimes within that five to 10 minutes, um, either they realize, and a couple of times I've realized, they're probably not going to be a fit as well. So great uh, to see that number. Hopefully we can add another 10 to 15 in the last month that we're running the, the cold email campaign. Um, and within those, I've gotten eight accounts to trial. So, and the ones that we've gotten to trial, I feel pretty strong about. There's uh, two that have not continued after trial, somewhat as expected when I got in and started looking at their lead volumes and some of the things that, that they were doing. And even though they were interested, conversion definitely wasn't their pain point. Being able to get enough visibility and drive enough traffic to their website is a far bigger problem for those businesses. And at the end of the day, when uh, we work with someone who isn't doing enough marketing online, offline, driving people to their website, our tool as being a conversion tool on the website likely isn't going to provide enough value. Can we still provide value for them in texting and communication, follow-ups, reminders, so many other use cases? Yes. But most businesses, that dopamine hit for them, that high is when they get a new lead alert um, notification from Leadferno. And if we're not producing those, it's usually a lot harder for them to realize the value we might provide in efficiency, communication, retention, things like that. So from what we've had that's already closed, because I've already had three or four that have already closed and become um, paying customers. So we have MRR on the books from these cold email campaigns. And what we have in trial right now, I can confidently say that you know we will close at least a K in MRR from what we did with this three-month campaign. And at that cost, basically gives us a little under a seven-month payback. Now, when I originally started on this, my goal was nine months was going to be satisfactory. Anything lower than that would definitely be gravy on top and be even better. Depending upon how things shake out, this last month and where a couple of opportunities or leads that I talked to that said, let's touch base after the, the holidays. I have a couple of those. There is a chance we could get this down under a, a five-month payback. And to me, that would be really exciting. The closer to uh, you know three months would really be exceptional. I would be very excited with that. When you can consider that uh, we have a very solid uh, retention rate with our churn being so low, and how much we are vetting them when we're in the demo process and, and talking to them and setting their expectations and answering their questions. A couple of these, we have helped build uh, integrations using Zapier into their CRM. So 
these show all the signs of being some very sticky clients based on their marketing success, the quality of their website, they're setting it up in their processes for long-term. And I even had one that um, committed to our annual plan. So we are getting them for a, a full 12 months. So again, that seven-month payback that we will likely achieve and possibly better, uh, I'm definitely excited about that. Um, and other sales efforts, we kind of have a, a fun thing going on and we're acquiring locations within a franchise one at a time. Basically, a, a, what you would call a bottom-up model. In my past experiences uh, with my past SaaS product, Gather Up, we would sell top-down all the time into the franchisors who wanted to provide uh, Gather Up as a feedback and review tool for all of their different franchisees that were within their umbrella. So they would buy it at the corporate, the franchisor level, and then offer it to all of them. That could be a little different. Sometimes it was included in their marketing budget. Some just included it as a, a core tech stack item because of its importance. But that was always selling into uh, one decision maker, or one decision making group, and then really helping them roll that out across 20, 50, 500, 10,000 locations underneath that. In this case, from the bottom up is we had two different uh, customers inside this franchise come to us from different agencies. So at their location level for their franchises, they're using an agency to help them with their digital marketing, help them drive traffic to their subsection of the website. One of them owns uh, four franchise locations, the other owns two. Um, so within two weeks, each of them came to us not knowing that uh, another one had been talking to us at all. They use uh, different digital marketing agencies and both uh, were referred into us. Um, both of those um, has gone well. One's already a paying customer now and has already seen value from the product and um, will definitely be continuing with us long-term. The other is just within a day or two of finishing their trial. I anticipate that they're going to convert as well. And then just this week, I got another reach out from another franchise inside of this industry. And I said, okay, you know, do you know this A or this B franchise owner? Is that how you arrived at us or you were referred to us? And he basically outlined and said, no, we have this internal message board where all of the franchise owners and operators can interact and ask questions of each other and share tips and resources and things like that. And someone on that message board had basically asked a question um, and it outlined, you know, Podium's one of the largest in our space. They do some of what we do. They also do some additional things with reviews. They, they were a competitor of mine when I was at GatherUp before, but they're large. I, I would guess they're north of 100 million ARR now, but someone basically wrote in and say, hey, we're, you know, we're looking for chat feature that uses text messaging, a couple other different elements. And he said it was this, you know, pretty full three, four sentence question that was looking for a more affo affordable solution uh, to Podium. Because Podium, the last time I looked into things, you know, usually starts around a $400 a month range. And I think they really push pricing to get you on an annual contract that I think they do show a monthly option on their website. But I know for the longest time they offered annual only and starting at like $360. So, you know, three to $4,000 layout for somebody right when they get into the product. So he, he let me know there's this large question, whatever else. And one person chimed in within a couple minutes and just wrote Leadferno. And 
it was really great to hear his feedback that he thought, here this person worded this big question and had a couple of things and whatever else. And he goes, and the fact that it was just a simple one word answer for that person led me to want to look into what you did. He's like, this wasn't actually something at the top of my list, um, but just that interaction became intriguing to him. Uh, so did a demo and he should be signing up for a free trial for their location. So one by one, we're starting to pick off these franchise locations. Uh, I think from what I understand, it's roughly about 100 location franchise in total. And what's interesting is only after a couple, we're starting to get some internal referrals through some of their internal communication tools. So this just shows, you know, when you can um, penetrate, it doesn't always have to be from a top down. You can do a bottom up where you get one on your side, especially when you can turn them into champions, someone willing to speak well about them, especially because of the way you've serviced them helped onboard them, train them, whatever uh, that might be. That's something that I always work extremely hard at. I'll probably do uh, an episode on this sometime, but I really do feel that customer service is the ultimate way to win when you are a small SaaS. It's the one area you can completely kick the ass of any larger competitor that takes way too long to return support emails or phone calls or really doesn't provide real answers and, and help to the things that the customer is actually asking about. So my point is there just, hey, that goodwill, I think did us uh, uh, an extreme amount of good. And hopefully we can keep every couple of weeks getting a, a reach out of these and possibly going from there. And, and then getting to the point where just asking like, hey, do you know, are you well connected to another franchise owner that you're often either talking to or, it's the one you hang out at the most when you guys have conferences, things like that. Would you be willing to introduce me? So I think if I'm able to get this one on and up and running, that I will probably do that and start asking for some introductions into some of the others. And then maybe at some point, right, enough noise or enough of requests, right? Because now we've been requested twice to be added to the sections of their websites and their web provider is through the franchise or... So maybe that noise will cause them to look into us and maybe we will be able to spin it into a top-down solution at some point. So uh, really, really interesting, really fun scenario that I hope uh, continues to play out. And then lastly, just to kind of sum up on sales, setting goals for 2024. Next, I'll talk about, I had the chance uh, to meet with Joel, my co-founder in person this past week, which was awesome. And one of the things in bringing all the numbers to the table is just outlining it and looking at what the business needs are um, and, and where we'd like to get to. And we really look at 2024 that we need to double again it, to, to get to a point that unlocks some, I don't know, more, more room for us to do a, a few more things and different pieces like that. Uh, we really need to continue to grow that MRR at that healthy of a rate. Now, that's bigger dollar numbers, right? Like uh, 100% of 2023 is not the dollar amount of 100% of 2024. So that definitely is a bit daunting, but I absolutely know it's, it's doable. You know, from, from our side, it's really also just focusing micro on, you know, doubling leads every single month. Um, and instead of where we see now 10 to 15 leads within a month between the different channels and things uh, that, that we're doing, we need to push that to 25, 30, even 40 leads uh, a month. We have a great close rate. I can come close to 50% close rate for getting a lead that 
watches a demo, talks to me on a demo, has a follow-up call that we have an interaction with to solve questions, be of help, point them in a direction uh, of something that they're, they're looking for, whether it be an integration or a connection uh, or a hurdle to get over or a marketing tracking item. But it's, it's definitely doable. A couple of years ago, if you would have asked me, you know, hey, can you get 25, 30, 35 leads a month? I would have said, oh, I'm happy to get five. So it's that, it's that progression. It's that game of time, which is so hard, so difficult to be patient, uh, to stay with it. But it really is surviving and outlasting so that as you get that growth, eventually you're reaching these numbers that just have, you know, sustainability and profitability reaching written all over them. And really my ultimate goal at this standpoint, at, at this you know, point in time would be getting lead firm to the point where we acquire, we're turning a customer into a paying customer every single day, just one a day, right? And that'd be so great because that would be putting our MRR gain every month somewhere between $3,500 to as high as $5,000 in a month. And that type of growth would just be fantastic. And even that, it's not crazy. I can, I can see how it's possible. Our are really good months right now, like November, we're doing half of that. We're adding 15 paid customers that might range anywhere from $150 on up to as high as $400 uh, in a month for most on average. So being able to double that is definitely doable. We need to be more consistent with it, right? In 2023, those fall months of August, September, October just crawled. We were barely adding hundreds of dollars a month, if you remember uh, me talking about that uh, a few ago. But then we have like last month where we add over 2000 in MRR to the month and just so great to see that. So it's kind of shrinking that let's keep the highs, but let's not have the slow months be quite so slow. Next thing uh, in wrapping that up is just to talk about getting to meet in person with Joel, my co-founder. If you don't know our story, Joel and I have known each other for we're probably around 12 to 15 years now. He was working at Google and we met each other speaking at conferences around local SEO and local digital marketing. For 10 years, he headed up product and spent a good uh, portion of that time in the Google local space, Maps. Um, back then it was called Google Places. It's now gone from Google My Business to Google Business Profiles. Um, but that's how we met and always enjoyed each other. And that led us to wanting to work together on Leadferno. And uh, first and foremost, it had been a whole year since we had worked face-to-face. -face. Joel and I have FaceTime almost every single weekday, sometimes outside of that. But we are on a Google Meet, a Zoom, a quick call almost every single day. We're definitely on Slack together almost every single day. And I can just say the biggest right choice I made was asking Joel to work with me on this project. There are just so many things about him, but the things I love the most is the way we balance each other out. We bring different perspectives to the plate and different experience backgrounds, but yet we have the same goal of wanting our product to be easy to use, wanting it to produce results, wanting it to be something that we're proud of, that's reliable and, and makes a difference for our customers. But the fact that we come at it from different perspectives and different experience to me just really leaves when we're able to sit down and interact and brainstorm and go for a walk and have some of these small conversations about the business and our features. That's where I just, I really enjoy it. And I'm so grateful 
for Joel and the co-founder relationship I have. And I'm glad that some of the reasons I thought I would end up uh, feeling this way have come to fruition. And the biggest being, I've spent almost all of my career in small business, working in small business, working with small teams. Even when I was working with agencies in the where I was leading agencies in the past and we were working with a couple of Fortune 100 customers, we're still working with like just their department within with just a small team within it. Where Joel is coming from working in products at, at Google and having hundreds of thousands, millions of users using Google local products and map products and things like that. So he has this different perspective based on time of everything that's there and how much uh, bulk in data and sifting through that and ways to roll out features in stages and all those kind of things. So we're very different in our backgrounds and our experience and a little bit in approach. And so when we have these conversations, there's so many times where he asks questions or explains his line of thinking, and it's completely different than mine. Even though we both want to arrive at the same place, it's just a different way to get there or approach it or think about it. And it really makes me question more things and gets me outside of my head and what I'm thinking. So one, my point in this is just to like uh, verbally put out there my gratitude. I don't know if I talk about Joel enough and how much he means to me uh, in running uh, our business. Um, but also... If you're someone that if you have a, a co-founder or you're just looking to take your idea somewhere and you're debating on a co-founder, maybe take some of the things that I've shared with this and think about if that's something that would be beneficial to you um, at all. It extremely has been for me. So Joel, I'll probably make you listen to this just so you can hear on tape. Joel Headley, I am extremely thankful for you. You are an amazing co-founder and I'm glad I'm doing Leadferno with you. Um, we obviously get to sit down and review our 2023 together. And, and I think one of the cool things about getting in time, basically all of last year, we had the, the same team, the same engineers. We didn't have any changes in how much people were working, what they were doing, things like that for the first time. And so it really allowed us to review our 2023 and look at like what was the bandwidth of the team? What did we build? What did we accomplish? What did we do right? What were bad decisions that we made in making things? And it helped us really understand like how to accurately forecast this next year for us. And I've never felt so accurate about that. Even in my past companies, there were definitely either too many moving pieces or we didn't track things well enough or have a grasp on it. But between the way that Joel uh, runs our product team and outlines and builds our stories uh, and everything else within our product cycles and having the consistency over the entire calendar year of 2023, it really made it easy to take a look and know what we can do for 2024, that we can budget for what we would call big features. That might be a, a quarterly feature that's a little bit larger, takes more of a 60 to 90 day cycle um, to release, maybe a fifth if things go our way that we'll have on deck. And then after that, somewhere between a dozen to two dozen medium to small features. And in knowing our team and the things they excel at and what we've done well, it also makes it really easy to categorize without even talking with them what is a big feature and what is a small feature. And we still might be wrong on one or, or two of these things, but I can definitely say with some pretty solid confidence that we'll be able to achieve those things. 
And then lastly, just coming out of that, spending uh, those handful of days together, getting to be in person, getting to eat meals together, go for walks, discussions on so many other things, work on client stuff together and plan. Um, the one thing that's always hard for me is I get so excited about these big ideas and what we're going to do and what's coming next. It's really hard for me not to have those things. So it's like uh, getting on the plane to come home from San Francisco. I almost start imagining our product has these things that we were talking about. And it gets me really excited, but I'm so excited because we've talked about them so much. I almost feel like they're right here right now. And I really find myself wanting to already talk to customers about them. And, and I probably should just pump my brakes and slow my roll a little bit. So man, hard for me sometimes uh, to have patience, but this is the right kind of patience for exciting things. And I'll be excited to talk about those as we kick off the year and start on those, especially the, the first two that we're going to do. Obviously, we weighted them to the front because we think they'll have the biggest impact. So I'll be excited to talk about those. And lastly, in this episode, I just wanted to uh, talk about uh, literally yesterday, so it'll be a few days once this podcast is out, is uh, I pushed out our first website refresh in nearly almost three years since we put a handful of pages up to announce what we were doing and when it was coming and to start to pre-market and pre-sale, pre-sale lead for no. Now, in that time, I've written 70 plus blog posts. So it's received a lot of additional content and some extra little features. But with this, we just I, I wanted to take a pass at it and do a complete refresh of the homepage, update some different elements and work in some new repeatable elements. So that was definitely one, one aspect of it is just to completely clean up the, the entry for most people through the front, through the homepage. The next thing is now that we have you know hundreds of customers is bringing more of what those customers have to say. Now, I had added a reviews page uh, to our site early in 2023. I'm actually using my former product, uh, GatherUp, just because I know my way around it. It has a widget that you can then display all your first-party and third-party reviews on the website. So I started engaging in and using that, but I wanted to bring more social proof to our site. So now on the homepage, there's like four different testimonials from uh, different people in different industries that use us hitting upon the key elements that we want to talk about and we reinforce in our content of conversion and two-way texting and speed to lead and how easy it is uh, to use. And then after that, I needed to uh, do kind of a reorganizing. We, we had created a built-for selection, which a lot of sites might call this their solutions, industries we serve, things like that. And that's what our built-for section is. So when we started, we basically had home services, professional services, dealerships, and then digital marketers, web, web designers. Well, as we've gotten into selling the product in the last two years now, within some of those, we've gone a little bit more uh, niche or specific areas uh, have really come to the top as being so much more productive for us. And so I needed to have these built for pages, industry pages reflect where we work. So now instead of just professional I ditched the professional page and we have separate pages on lawyers and legal, and then one on realtors. Those are the two areas by far and away and professional that we started going after that we've had the most success by far. So now dedicated page for lawyers, a dedicated page for realtors and real estate groups. And again, bringing social proof into those pages. So there's anywhere from two to four uh, testimonials on each of these pages. Instead of just home services, we split out into construction, 
roofers, remodelers, them being on one page, if they're likely to be wielding a, a hammer, building, um, creating, it could be a shed, could be a new roof, uh, could be a garage, could be an addition, could be a kitchen remodel. It's going to fit into that page. Uh, and then another one we've seen a lot of success are moving companies. So we split that uh, out as well. We still have our home services page. This is great for plumbing, heating, cooling, uh, window washers, carpet cleaning, just so many things inside of a home you seek service for to uh, repair or install um, that it definitely still needed to stay. But uh, moving companies was part of our home services as just a little blurb. Now it has a fully dedicated page because we work with dozens of moving companies. So really excited to get that out. It's one of those where you blink. Uh, there's no time that moves faster than the time from when you last updated your website. It's so crazy, but so true. I was almost appalled that I hadn't really done any, any major improvements to our website in nearly three years. That's, that's just kind of crazy. So with that, nice to get that behind. Clock starts ticking all over again. I'm continuing to do some improvements to it this week and some small tweaks, but a year from now, I need to revisit it and see how else we can make it better, expand it, focus it, whatever that needs to be. So here's your reminder on that. If there isn't, if you haven't touched your website, thought about it, anything else, maybe it's time to take a look at it. Don't go three years uh, like I did. So within that, I think that covers enough uh, for this update. Uh, happy to review my 2023. I hope your year was as good as uh, possible. Thanks for spending time uh, with me on this podcast in 2023. I'm excited to jump back on in 2024 and uh, talk about some of the things that I'm planning and doing at Leadferno. I also have a couple interviews lined up. I've had a few people reach out to me. I also have a couple that I've reached out to that I think have interesting stories, angles to talk about that aren't part of uh, my journey at Leadferno, but I definitely think apply and might be something that you've gone through or your SaaS might be going through or just interesting to know. Um, so I'll be excited to talk to some other founders coming up in 2024 as well. So with that, I definitely want to tell you, have a happy holidays, no matter what you celebrate, how you celebrate. I really hope you to have a time of some inner peace, time with family, loved ones. If you're like me, I sneak some of the downtime to work on some creative ideas uh, or things I've that I've put off that I want to get to. Uh, so hopefully I'll sneak some of those in over my holiday break as well. So take care and we'll see you in 2024.